Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio listeners. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. But first, let's check in with the most important man, Will... Freaking darkens. What's going on, man? He's back. Yeah, He's baby. Back from the mountain top, hiking, fishing, and being a man. Luke Anderson. What a beautiful song. I practiced that actually. Did I go to a mountain top though? I don't think I did. I spent most of my time in valleys. He's Luke Anderson. He's back fishing and walking around the valley. Right. There you go. That's a little better. Much better. Much better. Yeah. Uh, two weeks fishing. Fishing in Alaska. We did. Uh, what part of Alaska? Went up. Uh, flew- Upper or lower? Lower. Flew okay. into Anchorage, headed south uh, to the Russian River in uh, Cooper's Landing on the Kenai oh, Peninsula. Very nice river. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful river. river. It's it's large it is, size. It is quite an enchanting place. I will say that uh, we estimate that we caught somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred pounds of sockeye salmon. Yeah, you sent uh, me a photo of them all the lined port- up. That was only one day. Damn, that was one day. Uh, we there was so many fish in the river. So this time of year, the sockeye start running through the Russian River. This is the third year in a row now that my uh, brothers. My father and I uh, have gone up for the trip this year. Obviously, very bittersweet since I lost my oldest brother in February. So it was very uh, cathartic. It was a very, uh, you know, emotional thing. And in my brother's honor, we broke a bunch of fishing poles. Uh, (laughs) Purposefully? Well, so uh, my brother Mark, in the last two years, broke, I think, three or four fishing poles. (laughs) What the hell's he doing? Well, the fish are strong, the current is strong, <laughs> and he's clumsy. He shot one of the tail. He broke one. The first one he broke was on a fish. Uh, next one he broke was uh, was in a tailgate. The next mm. one he then he bought a new one and broke it on a fish later that day, and then uh, he broke a third one because he used one that was far too light. Anyways, dude, if I broke two, I wouldn't buy a new one after that. He, I'd be like, like, yeah, I'm buying used. He went and bought it like. <laughs> At the store in Cooper's Landing, like brother thing was. Anyway, so uh, this year, uh, Paul, my brother Paul, broke uh, the the handle off his reel the mm. first day. Uh, my my dad snapped the end of his pole off on a fish. Uh, we broke, I think, three nets. Uh, How do you break a net? Well, you, 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 these fish are angry. So here's what happens: you hook them in the face, uh, and they get mad. And then you start going the other direction. Well, they get a little squirrely, so then you've got somebody there uh, netting. And part of it, we think uh, we think Frank might be a little reckless with the net. All right. Of course, his was the only one that survived, so we could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, snapping, snapping nets, catching fish, uh, breaking things. Uh, it was a very, 
Very enjoyable trip. Uh, Snapping necks and cracking beers. That's right. (laughs) It's a boys trip. There was so many fish in the river this year, though. Uh, So last year we went up the first, I think, four days of the trip. The limit was only three fish you could catch each day. This year they doubled that, so it was six fish you could catch each day. But they have these little fish processing places where they'll freeze them for you or they'll, like, clean them and package them and do other things. Uh, All of those places were full. They had no room to freeze any fish. So Damn. we ended up having to drive like an hour to Seward, Alaska. We got a ton of fish, and it was a good old time. Uh, what do you think that is, COVID? Just so many people holding back from going fishing that it was all at once? Everybody no, just, no, no, no. That re- time of year. Honestly, it has nothing to do with COVID. So the pattern of the sockeye salmon is they go out to sea. Do you know how salmon work? Are you familiar with salmon at all? Uh, I have eaten them in the past, but I didn't think anything other than them flying up out of water and a bear coming by and going, Gah! So the migratory pattern of the sockeye salmon is they, these uh, fish are born in the Russian River. They are, uh, you know, their eggs are there. They are hatched. They turn into little, uh, you know, uh, fishlings. They head out to sea. They spend uh, most of their lives in the ocean, mm. in salt water. And then they come back to the same place that they were born to spawn and then die. It's the life of a salmon. But not before buying a 3-2, 1,600-square-foot ranch home and raising kids. They don't. No, no they, they don't, don't do that? They, no, oh. they don't. Uh, they, uh, the, the females go, drop their eggs. The males go and uh, fertilize said eggs. And then they die. Okay. So they don't really raise their kids. All and right. Then, and then when the, uh, all the eggs are up there, they're getting eat by, eaten by their fish trout and stuff and they survive and they make it up to the ocean anyways it's a five-year cycle uh some fish come back uh at four years most of them come back five years later so there was so that's their five-year plan that's their five-year plan man every every salmon has the same five-year plan some of them do a four-year plan some of them are really aggressive go-getters so yeah that's the that's the life of those that was a couple weeks ago we did that and then last week, uh, we celebrated Grandma's 80th birthday party. Uh, my my wife's grandmother turned 80 years old. And then we went to Yosemite, hung out in the Yosemite Valley. How was and that? that place. Yeah. Whew, it's ridiculous. I've been there before, but you just sit there and just stare in every direction. And it's, it's mm. very amazing. We went out one night for a little stargazing. Not a lot of light pollution out there in the, the wilderness. Right. And we're looking at one of these, like, so if you're not familiar with the Yosemite Valley, it's basically sheer rock cliffs in every direction. And we go out there for stargazing one night and all the lights go out in the whole park. You know, they just kind of flip the switch and stars pop out. Halfway up one of the rock faces, there's just some guy's flashlight in the middle of a climb, just setting up camp on the side of a rock cliff. Yeah. We're standing there one one afternoon, just kind of hanging out. All of a sudden we hear the big crack. And somebody's like, was that like a tree branch breaking or was that a firework going off? No, just big chunk of rock falling off the wall. And then behind us, we turn around and we weren't close to it, but we were pretty close to it. But just just big landslide coming down off the rock face. It makes you want to live out there, honestly. Uh, so you want to live out there hearing about it. So our we have we have friends that live about 30 minutes from the entrance to the park. And we stayed with them and... I'll be honest, it is a very, very cool vibe out there. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll do it. Go live out there. Ah, thinking about it, but here's the thing you, you move your kids out there and they turn into, uh, they turn into small town, uh, football, uh, rednecks. Their son. And the problem? It's fantastic. Yes. There's, well, we have girls. So that's what <laughs> doesn't matter. But they'll uh, turn into small redneck basketball players. Oh, man. Or fisherwoman. Well, women. We've already got that going on. Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah, see? You're yeah. already fitting in. But uh, yeah, the kids did not want to leave. But there was uh, our friends have a 12 year old son. And all he wanted to do was play football. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Red blooded American. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So I kept challenging him to games of, of, of feats of strength and whatnot. Yeah. So he's got the big net set up in the yard, throw, uh, you know, the different pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, can you hit hole number one, number two, number three? So we're chucking footballs. Whooped him at that. Hell yeah. Yeah, made him feel bad you about whooped that. whooped a 12-year-old at that? Oh, yeah. Well, listen, I got a more accurate uh, spiral than he does. And he I just... find that hard to believe because you have a bad shoulder. Oh, it's my left shoulder's bad. My right shoulder's good. Oh, uh, okay. Left all shoulder's right. bad. Uh, dinged up the left shoulder a little bit, but that's later in the story. Then... 
Uh, we did. Uh, I, I challenged. He's he plays wide receiver, so he's like, that's not fair. I don't play quarterback. I'm like, I didn't play quarterback. I played wide receiver. He's like, well, I can catch better than you. Uh, so I said, okay, let's play some 500. He didn't even know how to play 500. 12 year old kid. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, it's an old game. I know. Nobody and I'm an old guy. 500. In fact, I barely remember what 500 is. You throw the ball up, you catch it, you get 100 points. You go until you get five. It's the easiest. It's Why don't simple. they call it hundreds? What do you mean? Why is it 500? Because you play to 500. First one to 500 wins. So what, five catches? That's yeah, it? that's it. Can we get some 50s in there? Make it interesting? Uh, there's two different ways to play. You can play the the uh, the basic game, which is uh, every ball is worth 50, uh, 100. Or you can do the one where the thrower checks it up and goes, 200, and that one's worth 200. And then you know that you have to go a little harder after that. 50. That one's only 50. Eh, you don't put in a whole lot of effort. Oh, 450. Oh, going after that one. You can do it a couple different ways. We okay. played We played standard 100 points. Standard by the books. Of course, I had to make it interesting for this kid. So I was like, tell you what, I'll hold a beer the whole time I'm playing one-handed. Psh, whooped him at that. And then the mistake was I kept challenging him things. He's like, well, let's go actually play football. And uh, That didn't end well, did it? Well, we won the game. Don't worry about that. Did I fall down? Yes, it did. I absolutely did. I jam my thumb and it still hurts. Like yeah. five days later, absolutely it does. Was my hamstring a little sore after? Yeah, one hundred percent. And is my left shoulder still a little? <laughs> yeah, it totally is. But we won the game. Now, so, um, and then I told him at the end, I go, "Thank you for letting me win at everything." Because next time I see you, you'll probably be fourteen, and I will not have a chance at any of these. Things. Now, I would have thought you'd learn your lesson from softball. No, no, no. Here's the thing. That you are no longer for physicality. Oh, no question. You're not a pro athlete. Nope. You're not even really an athlete. And you have surpassed the age by which your body can sustain minor injuries, say like a thumb or oh, yeah. a bad shoulder. Yep. You can't do that anymore. So even winning a game against, let me just real quick, uh, against a, another team that was captained by a 12-year-old. Well, no, no, he was, really... He was not the captain. Oh, the he was not the ten, captain. Ten-year-old, uh, my ten-year-old nephew was a captain. Ten-year-old nephew yeah, yeah, yeah. captain. That, I don't think, amounts to, it was worth it, bro. It was, though. Ten-year-old nephew, 12-year-old punk kid, and my brother on the other team against uh, me, another old guy, and a seven-year-old. And we whooped him up. Let's be honest. Uh, 35-21. Uh, played to five touchdowns because you played five and things for some reason. But, yeah, we uh, we got him. Had a nice uh, one-handed interception. Uh, nice wow. deflected ball. Tipped it up to myself. Caught it over the – you know. Did you ever spill it? your beer? No, I didn't. Wait. I think that's the bigger <laughs> accomplishment right there. Not one drop. Yeah. yeah. Got to, But, yeah, great, uh, great couple weeks of trips. Sorry that I missed the show. Uh, you sent me a text message. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to read on air, but you have a desire. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. To do. Oh. I think, well, can I, you? I don't know. I think you can kind of, uh, just replace one of the words with one letter. <coughs> the B word. The that B should word. Be able to... The B word is but. Yeah. We know that. But just say it with the B word. Well, yeah, but if I don't say them sequentially, then we're fine. Is that, that what we're deciding on? Do it. Uh, so you, you made the mistake and you thought I was going to be here last week and I was not cause you can't read, right? That's no, uh, it's because actually this was very consistent and I thought about this before. This is very consistent with me. What happened? Oh, I don't read emails. Yeah. You know that. I, wow. I don't. Yes, you do. I have said this. If my name is not mentioned in the first three words of an email, I won't read it. I just won't. Now. I make that exception for my work now. Oh, yeah, your real job. Yes, my real job because there's like actually important stuff in almost every single message. But after my time working here in Odyssey and receiving like 5,000 emails where nothing mattered, I just instilled that rule and I was like, nope, never answering it again unless somebody goes, Will, you have to read this. Now, my head is spinning here. I I need you to repeat that one more time because I still work at Odyssey, as you know. Um, almost every email has something of importance in it that pertains to all people included on the email thread. Is that what you said? Yeah. How does that even work? What do you mean? I get 40 emails a day that have 
probably nothing to do with me. Yeah, just delete them all. Zero. Co- oh, I do. Oh, I'm very yeah. good at deleting. I literally them. don't read any of. Actually, them. you know what I do is uh, I, they have. They're like, oh, you have unlimited space because we have Gmail or whatever. So I just archive them all. Yeah, it's not uh, really unlimited space. I archive them in my in my trash. Yeah. Nope, I just argue. And then after 30 days, I don't have to look at them anymore because they delete forever. Well, the buttons are right there next to each other. So I just hit argue yeah. on all of them. I I, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you this. If something is really, really important at your work, yeah. someone will come up to you oh, totally. and tell you. Now, again, the, the difference I make with my job is I work from home now. Yeah, you're remote. So really... You do need to read everything because I'm not face-to-face with a lot sure. of people unless it's on a video call. And that doesn't happen too much. So the the whole thing here was I, I followed that rule. And this is really the first time I've been burnt by it. <laughs> this is it. pretty good. That you told me, hey, I'm actually out for two weekends in a row. And there was my name was not anywhere yeah. in the email in the first sentence. And I go, I don't really care. The good, I saw a date. And I go, okay. The good news is nothing important happened. There was not, there's not a 9, 10 a.m. breaking news story that may have been the biggest sports story in Portland in the last decade. Uh, so that's good news. But yeah, so last week on the first, uh, you, what did you say exactly? <laughs> You're like, you did the, uh, uh, hey, where are you at? Uh, I didn't think you were out this weekend. F. Just reread the email. Have fun at Yosemite. <laughs> yeah. So that was the, that was the one that I was got. That's pretty much it. And then this weekend you did, you hear this week, yeah? I got to eat your B about the Blazers. Yeah. I got to eat it up. I'm ready. <laughs> Do you? Bend over. I don't even know what that means. Because you need to accept a lot of things that I predicted you found to be ridiculous. I didn't know. Oh, it just never... turned out right. No, no, no. It no. turned out completely Wait, right. Hey, you were dead on. I was dead on I'm twice now. I'm not saying now. you weren't dead on. And I'm about to be dead on three times because oh. I got another one in me, and oh, it's see, just so bad. easy. So I don't know what it means it's when like you fish say- fish in a barrel, bro. I don't know what you mean when you say, eat your bee. I think you But know. if you're in the same boat as me as a listener right now, you will find out what that means next. You're listening to The Sin of the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, it's been a couple weeks since I've been here. I was out for the uh, NBA draft weekend. I was out for the big announcement that Dame has asked for a trade. He won't out. Uh, A long time coming. Uh, The relationship soured somehow. A basketball player wants to go and play with uh, people of his own age. Mm -hmm. People that can drink. He wants somebody that is over 21 on his team. Uh, And he wants to win a championship. Even though, most important thing is, you know, staying in Portland. This is what's great for my family. But now he wants out. Uh, So this is big, big news uh, over the last two weeks. And every prediction Will Darkens made was correct. So. Yeah. So. Yes. How do you it really celebrate? wasn't that hard either. <laughs> no, it was not. You didn't. It wasn't. You, you didn't make bold predictions. You see, no, I did because you. Oh, you, you literally did. were shocked at me when we went over. You remember this? It was like the last <laughs> conversation we had, and I go, "I'm going to give you three scenarios yep. of the draft," and uh, it, it, most of them were just like trade. Well, the first two were just trades, right? Sure. And then the third one, I go, but most likely, what's going to happen is they're just going to draft Scoot Henderson. You go, what? I go, uh, uh, yes. did I? Yes, you did. Pull the tape. I will pull the tape. Okay. You go, they're going to draft Scoot. And I go, yes, they're just going to draft Scoot Henderson because they don't know what they're doing. They don't. <laughs> really? No, they don't know what they're doing. And guess what? Here's the next one. You ready for it? Go for it. Here it is. It's real easy. Even though people are going to call me stupid, it's going to happen again. And then I'm going to fart in their face after it happens. <laughs> Welcome, Tyler Hero, to the oh! Portland Trail Blazers. Do you know why this is going to happen? Please tell me. It's so simple. Because of the fact that the Trailblazers don't have testicles. Um, not male <laughs> testicles. They don't have sports testicles to Oof. basically call Damian Lillard's bluff in this situation. Which, by the way, his agent is destroying his image right now. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, I did Absolutely just destroying yeah, his Nobody's going to want him because he's, he's, he's not loyal him. anymore. No, no. No, the Trailblazers aren't going to do the smart thing and basically call his bluff and go, well, look, I'm not going to send you to Miami because they don't have S to give us. Sure. Uh, so you can just sit on the bench while Scoot Henderson plays. I don't really care. Because there really is no problem in doing that. Oh, but if you do that, free agents won't want to come here anymore. Free agents don't want to come here anyway. So who cares? It really doesn't matter to me. You can sit your ass on the bench. Scoot Henderson's going to play. He looked pretty good in his summer league debut. Oh, until he hurt his shoulder. Until he is that hurt his same, shoulder? Is it the same fake shoulder injury that Shaden Sharp had last year? Well, I don't think this one was fake. Though Jason Quick did have a photo of him as he was leaving. Yeah. No sling. I saw, yeah, it looked like a no sling, sling for a bro. second. But it was his headphones. Right, it was oh, his headphones. I know. Right. I, I kind of freaked out because I I, I oh, looked at swing. his I looked at his tweet. Right, I was I was looking at his tweet and I go, oh man, you see that sling? Yeah, but it was his headphones. It was, it was just his headphones because then his other arm showed up. There's no sling on it. It's gonna be an MRI. They weren't in too big of a hurry to get the MRI done either. No. I mean, yeah, it, this is a maintenance thing. Now, you do fear maybe this turns into a Markel Fultz situation. If you do remember Markel Fultz, uh, oh, oh yeah. go back to Markel Fultz premiere in Summer League. He looked friggin' amazing. Yeah. He got hurt, and then that dude was never the same. No, he wasn't, but he also <laughs> kind of, like, forgot how to play basketball after the shoulder injury. Hey, never say never, bruh. Yeah, well, here's here's the reason that won't happen. He wasn't drafted by Philadelphia. Yeah, that's true. Something yeah. in the water over there. No, oh, there's definitely something in the water out there. But how much does that sound realistic to you, right? That the Trailblazers will just acquiesce and basically say, like, okay, let's just do it. We'll get like they'll get maybe like three picks. Two will be first round, another will be second. And then we'll get Tyler Tyler Hero. And then maybe like some other player. Oh, they're and they'll just Duncan. shrug their shoulders yeah. and be like, Well, we tried. The uh the projections are it will include Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, which I immediately sure. go. Get ready for Portland to fall in love with those two guys immediately oh, yeah. for uh, obvious reasons. Yes. And because they're white. Yeah. Wait, what? Yep. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I like that you picked up on that so quickly. Yeah, I did. And then um, his but, first name's Duncan. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and Tyler. Tyler's another one. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Tyler and Duncan. (laughs) Come on. That's so cool. We're missing two guys for a pickup game at 24 Hour Fitness. Is there anyone around? 
What's your Tyler? Yeah. Uh, what's your name, bro? Oh, I'm Duncan. Dun- Come on <laughs> over. I we think we're gonna be best friends. Yeah, so I think we're I think we're safe with that. But he, the interesting thing is there are actual teams out there that have a ton of assets. Oh my gosh, yes. The one that's interesting to me is uh, I've seen the Utah Jazz. At least, yeah. Looking around, the Utah Jazz went into rebuild mode. They got rid of uh, they got rid of uh, Donovan Mitchell. They get rid of Rudy Gobert. They get a ton of assets back. They get picks from Cleveland, mm-hmm. they have picks from Minnesota, and then they get Laurie Markkinen who emerges as what appears to be a star in this league, right? He had a great season last yeah. year, they played well above expectations, and now adding somebody like Damian Lillard where he went to school in Utah would be kind of a, a familiar place for him after playing at Weber State. He goes there, but they've got a ton of picks that can turn into something immediately. So that one to me is intriguing. There's no not a no-trade clause. They don't owe Damian and Lillard the landing spot that he chooses. Start looking around the league and go, all right, where can we actually get something? Is is Oklahoma City poised to make that next jump? Do they need somebody? Are they willing to give up Chet Holmgren and we can get another disappointing Gonzaga player back yeah. plus a bunch of picks? I don't think that seems very unrealistic. Of course it does. Josh Giddy needs time on the floor and I don't see see this is well, the problem with a lot of these well, permutations but the, other, but, the other, but the other the other thing that's tricky though about Oklahoma City and I've said yeah. this multiple times and I don't know that that's even a real possibility but if you're if you're Portland you need to find assets that can turn into something sooner than later having a 2029 first oh, round pick no you don't 2029 first round pick does not help you yeah, it does. Especially if it's way. a Miami 2029 first round. Well, pick. you're correct about the Miami part, but any type of pick that's in the future at this point, dude, you're in a holding pattern. Oh, you want it in the future, but you just don't. What I'm saying is you don't want it eight years from now, nine years from now, which, uh, which teams without assets, that's, that's kind of where you land. But if you look at a team like Oklahoma City, if everybody on their roster is on the same timeline, you're going to have to move some of those guys at some point because you can't sign everybody to a max deal. Yeah, you're probably not going to move Josh Giddy. Um, I understand that. Yeah, that's why I say I, I Chet, mean, and that's why yeah, there's yeah, other, sure, other Chet. I, I mean, look, this is a very difficult situation. He's asking out at probably the worst time ever. Um, Ooh. It really is. This is not a good time if you're Damian Lillard to ask out because – of the fact that most everybody is pretty uh, uh, full up and saying, thumbs up, we're good right now. We can't really give up what we want to give up for Damian Lillard. Let me throw this one out to you as well. Damian Lillard has really, if you want to just look at the statistical part of it last season because he was playing on a diarrhea team, the greatest statistical season of his career. Yeah, he also was out with an injury for the second straight season. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That was a team holding him out, man. That was a team holding him out. It's a real hard worker. But didn't he miss time like in the first month of the season? Yeah. 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 So, but I do like like the argument. People go, well, he was really hurt. Yeah, he wasn't really hurt. Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, right, because he was holding out for the team to uh, make that big swing. That's right. Um, so you have an aging superstar, because that's the uh, definition of an aging superstar. Each year brings uh, one year older, and you keep getting hurt, uh, which isn't good. Uh, you're a ball-dominant player that, as we have seen on Olympic teams, makes the team worse when you're out there. I don't think a lot of people remember that. Oh, yeah, but that, on the yeah, Olympic ab- team, they abdomen, were worse abdomen, with him on the floor. Was oh, hurt. his ab was hurt, wasn't it? remember that? Oh, yes, man. that was that abdominal injury uh, was, he played through it to be part of the Olympic right, team. Right, right, right. Do you not remember that? Yeah, so I don't know how valuable he honestly is. I think, Ooh. honestly... Whoa, 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 whoa. If other it, teams are listening right now... Oh, yeah, they're listening, dude. But think about it this way. It works for the Heat because the Heat are on borrowed time. This is it. They got to do it. It's got to happen this season or next season. And if it doesn't, they're starting to lose assets and they're starting to lose pieces. They already are. They lost Gabe Vincent, who was a promising young point guard, yep. who's now at the Lakers. They lost, uh, what's his nuts, Martin. Um, <laughs> Caleb Martin. Yeah, Caleb Martin. So oh, they're losing oh, young pieces that Martin. were cheap already that were playing really well. And so now it's kind of like a now, or, you know, it's a do or die situation. And it's perfect for Damian Lillard to come into. But the problem is, is that they don't have anything whatsoever to give up. And so now you have Aaron Goodwin, I believe is Damian Lillard's agent, uh, basically going out there and telling people through reporters that Damian will be disgruntled 
if you bring him on your team. Again, I want to I want to repeat well, this. If you are the Portland Trailblazers, do not blink at all. Literally call this bluff. Just go, oh, really? That's the bench. You don't have to show up to the games. It's okay. I, because we don't have to pay you if you don't actually come onto the floor. Because the CBA has this little like bylaw where if you're not on the floor for a certain amount of minutes per game and you don't make yourself available, I don't have to pay you. Ooh. So if you want to see the bench, you can watch Scoot Henderson play for you and then I'll give you 10 minutes a night. How's that sound? I would just be a complete D if I was the Trailblazers <laughs> at this point. Because Damian Lillard, through his agent, is acting like that. And any Trailblazers fan right now that wants to support this guy for acting this way, you're not really a fan, dude. You just fell in love with Damian Lillard. So get off the That's wagon. That's what being a fan is. No, it's not. Oh, get off the wagon. Players on you love Damian Lillard more than you do the Trailblazers. Leave. Oh, I... Get out. <laughs> Go be a Heat fan. Go away. There, are, you know what? There are a lot of fans that will follow their favorite players, and we'll go with that. But there's also cool. there's also the interesting thing about a t- a player demanding a trade and the team supposedly making it work for the player. Like like the Chris Haynes report came out a few weeks ago, right? Uh, oh, Dame doesn't want to play in Boston. Wouldn't that be a great fit for Damian Lillard and the Celtics, a team that is? Inches away from making it to the Western Conference Finals last year and a a Finals competitor the mm-hmm. year before who just needs a guy that can dribble. Wouldn't that be nice for them that in a big clutch moment you have a guy that can maybe dribble with his left hand? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Adding him into that team would or be a guy that can consistently shoot. Wow, well, you don't want any part of that. Oh, he doesn't want to go to Boston because... Oh, they're always competing for a championship, at least an Eastern Conference championship the last three, four years. Yeah, you don't want to be part of that. I want to go to Miami. Why? Because Jimmy Butler and you are such good friends and everything's going to work out perfectly well. Yet when Jimmy Butler was, you know, mentioned as a possible trade partner when Miami was barely out of the playing game, everybody's like, oh, that won't work. Those two guys can't play together. So it's just all of these rumors, all of this conversation – Oftentimes turns into nothing, and if if your prediction is correct, where they just send him off to Miami because that's where he wants to go, I will give you that that would be cowardly. But if they end have up they not- shown you anything else other than being cowardly in in what time? Well, I I think I think going if if you really think that Scoot Henderson is was the best player available at number three because. Charlotte wasn't willing to make that pick, and I guess Brandon Miller looked okay in in his debut, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I tend to but, take summer league with a grain of salt. Oh, I absolutely take it all with a grain of salt. But the the idea that he was going to be the number one pick in any other draft besides this one, I think it took a little bit of courage to go out and go, yeah, we're going to take another guard, and we'll see how Dame responds to it. So I think that did take some courage. So now, I don't get it. Where was the swing? The if they're if they're going out and talking to people, what was the big move? What was the big trade draft day that any team made? It doesn't matter. That's not what Joe Cronin said. That's not what this organization you, said. You go and out. guess what? They had opportunities to make this, here are the air quotes here, big swing. Yeah. And you know why they didn't make it? Because they thought so highly of Shaden Sharp. They do love Shaden Sharp? They love Did Shaden you see Sharp. him dunk on that guy yesterday? I did see him dunk on that guy yesterday. It's almost as if they're treating him like they used to treat this other guy that ended up not really resulting in a lot. I feel like it started with a C, and then there was gonna, like a you, J in are there. You, are you going to say that Shaden Sharp is the same type of prospect as... I'm going to say they're treating him exactly like they're treating C.J. McCollum, which is, we will not trade C.J. McCollum for better pieces. In fa- that would fit around this team. In fairness, they did that with a 26-year-old uh, C.J. McCollum. This is a, what, 20-year-old? Is he 20 yet, Shaden Sharp? I'm telling it you, It is dude. different. I'm telling you, dude. They're they're gonna get Tyler Hero and they're gonna roll <laughs> this thing out with four guards and it's gonna be hilarious. It huh? is gonna be so funny. They won't be able to move Anthony Simons because they're gonna want to package Shaden Sharp with it to get anything back. And then if they do move Anthony Simons, because right, four guards is hilarious. If they do move him, they won't get crap in return because there's not enough out there in the market that actually equals his level and his value. That's what's funny to me about this. They could have gotten Mikael Bridges. They could have. Could they the have? Third pick. Yes, that was the report. The third pick, Shane Sharp, and I believe it was Yusuf Nurkic. Okay. That's a swing. Do it. And they did. But you didn't because <laughs> you weren't going to make a swing. You lied. 
You have said this on this show so many times. You go, this is a different organization it than it is with Neil Olshay. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. They're doing all the same crap. This, it's all the same crap all over again. Here's here's the the consistent thing about the NBA. I think all teams do this. They overvalue the young talent that they have, and they undervalue the the trade assets somebody else has. So what's what's happening is the the report that uh, that Toronto wanted three first rounders for OG Ananobi. Mm. Whew. Man, like that's a swing, but that seems like a foolish swing. And you go out there and you go, all right, Shaden Sharp, who the Blazers and and the organization seems to think has Jordan-like potential because of his vertical leap and because of his slashing ability, and he looks like he's playing like a junior high kid out there uh, that just happens to have, you know, ridiculous actual basketball abilities, but Mm. when nobody's guarding him, he looks amazing. At the end of the game last night, minus the Jabari Smith three that mm. wins the game. Oh, at the end of the game, Shaden Sharp, with no, nobody actually guarding him, looks amazing. When the Blazers were playing at the end of last year, he's averaging 25 points a game when nobody else could really shoot on the floor and he's mm. the only guy that can get the ball. He looks amazing. So we way overvalue him and we undervalue veterans like like Mikel Bridges. It's I don't think it's just the Blazers and I don't think it's just Joe Cronin, but I would agree with you. It's very disappointing. I'm very disappointed the Blazers didn't go out and go, all right, we've got Dame. We've got him under contract for four years. Let's go out and add some veteran pieces. The fact that they couldn't do that's very disappointing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. But this is what you wanted the, the whole time was trade Dame, start over young, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, now, here's the issue, though, is that I don't, and I've said this before, too. I said, I think two years ago is probably your <laughs> best chance because now. It looks like you're probably not going to get anything back. But you ju- you you'll get something back. There's no way you're not getting Tyler something back. Tyler Hero. For- yeah, but it's <laughs> the the it better be Tyler Hero on a boatload of picks, or at least some other pieces. I don't know if it'll be picks, bro. I mean, you'll get picks, but it won't be a boatload. Yeah, I'm well, telling you, dude. This organization, they're going to disappoint you again because they're gonna they're gonna they're they're gonna bend to Miami and they're gonna bend to Damian Lillard. <laughs> Because they got no testicles. I had, I had somebody throw this out there. Uh, would you trade Dame for Eric Spolstra? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Probably. Okay. That's a pretty easy trade, actually. Yeah, straight up. Give me Eric Spolstra, and, and I want Robinson. Udonis Haslam, too. Because <laughs> I want that culture here. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat Riley. <laughs> yeah, give me Pat Riley. But I only want Pat Riley, like, half the season. <laughs> Like the last half. Yeah, just going into the playoffs. Yeah. Sit there with his hair all getting all wilder every year. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Um, there was another debut uh, in the summer league. And uh, the most hyped debut, maybe since LeBron, probably since LeBron, maybe since Zion. Hmm? But the most hyped debut uh, for the San Antonio Spurs, a guy named Victor Wembanyama, played his first game last night. We'll get uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, we'll do it next after this Sports Center update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Center and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. 503 to go fan. T-O-G-O fan is the fan text line. Uh, somebody suggested Dame for Zion straight up. Sure. Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it in a second. Do it straight up. I'll take it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Whatever. That'd be that'd be a fair uh, uh, outpost for for Dame. You demand a trade, you go to New Orleans. Well, you pull uh, the wool over there. Eyes. Trust me, Dame and CJ. It works. Oh, totally. <laughs> it works for a little bit. Yeah, and then not so much. Uh, they never had a Brandon Ingram out there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know what they just needed was some some length. That's it. Yeah. All they needed was length. Speaking of length. Seven foot three unicorn Victor Wembanyama debut. Mm-hmm. Two of 13 shooting. Yeah. Nine points. Yeah. Five blocks. Good. Lit up the world last night. So, so, so excited that Britney Spears slapped herself in her face. I think that affected him. Did it really? <laughs> it had to. The celebrity of the whole thing? Well, just the fact that, like, Dude, it kind of became like a little thing for him. And oh, yeah. Well, he had to answer questions. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it was her. He's like, I didn't know. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think, too. Do 19-year-olds know who Britney Spears is? Yeah. I mean, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, to, I don't right? know. When was the last time she put out a song of any? I think it's similar to, like, do people of our generation remember Marilyn Monroe? And it's like, yeah, oh, I remember Marilyn she's Monroe. She's Marilyn? Yeah, kind of, for that generation, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, she was she was kind of the first female like pop star of that age thinking that, like, like olivia newton john but i guess we know who that is yeah we remember yeah. we we know who olivia newton john is i yeah. guess but yeah i think that kind of affected him a little bit honestly i mean it was a pretty piss poor performance if you actually watch the game like he just looked why, weird why would i do that huh <laughs> i said why would i do that they why, people... watch the summer league yeah because it's terrible well, uh, you gotta watch that first game. You just want to see him on the floor, see how he is. It was terrible. He looked bad. I and it was the funny thing too is people were like, "Oh, five blocks," and I'm like, "Dude, I watched because I just went back and watched the yeah. highlights. I had no desire to go and actually watch the thing. Most of those shots are like heave up, like out of position, out of time on the shot clock, just chuck it up. One of the shots got blocked by his elbow. He had one at the, he had one on a nice. three pointer where it was like the guy's testing to see if he can shoot over him, and he couldn't. But, like, for the most part, it was just like, I'm just going to chuck it up. Oh, yeah, that guy's arms are uh, longer than me individually, not just as a wingspan. Yeah. And, it's yeah, it's very difficult to shoot over that guy. I get that. But the thing about watching him play and the the one thing that I looked for, because I don't care how many shots he makes and I don't care what he does, he moves like he shouldn't. Like he's seven foot three. He should not be able to have the handle that, that he has. He should not be able to have the speed and the agility that he has. That's yeah. the thing that's that's so amazing. Like like even even uh NBA champion Nikola Jokic, he moves like he's seven feet tall. Now he shoots and he has touch and rebounding, he has positioning and he's he understands the game better than most and have being a seven foot gives him a huge advantage of the uh, over others. But if you look at Victor Wembanyama, he just he's so fluid the way that he moves, the way that he runs, the way that he handles the ball. That was the thing that I was looking for. And are people going to body up on him and and make him yeah. feel uncomfortable? Absolutely. And yeah. are they going to go and test him early on? But none of those guys out there in the game against him are of any consequence. I mean, there's a few. Well, guys- and I think that's what was so worrying. I mean, I'm not. Uh, again, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. But this one especially was just kind of perplexing because if he would have gone out and scored 12 or 15 and then maybe got close, like maybe nine boards or something, you know, got close yeah. to that, I'd probably ignore it. And if it was 20 minutes of play, I'd ignore it even further because I'd be like, ah, they got him out there. He kind of got a warm up. Yeah. Whatever. But if you do watch, 
he just looks a little out of place. And he said as much, too, in his postgame. Yep. He said, like, you know, I, I didn't really know what I was doing out there, which, yep. by the way, uh, <laughs> smell. Yeah, not good, honestly. Uh, this smells of, um, what's his nuts? Uh, Rosen. You remember when <laughs> Rosen did this with the Cardinals? Where, I, I never actually learned how to play the position. <laughs> yeah, you remember uh, when Rosen got drafted with the Cardinals, he was in OTAs, and they like had this thing where he was under center, and then he literally just stopped the play and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And at the time, everybody praised it as like, what maturity? Yeah. Like, he understood his limits. So but, wise. Yeah, in retrospect, it's more like, oh, that's not good. Like, <laughs> why did he not know what was going on? Yeah. And I guess, to me, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a final determination and go, yeah, he's a bust because obviously you got to watch him play. But it's a little concerning the fact that yeah. he just looked lost out there. I mean, he, he did. He looked lost. He also said in his presser that uh, he wasn't in shape. Yeah, that too. That's weird. That Why one... aren't you in shape? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you not know this game was on the calendar? Yeah, or like that you're the first pick or that you're going to become yeah. a pro athlete in which you need to always be in shape. Uh, yeah, there was a lot to it that was just very, like, ooh, slightly concerning. I can see why the hype exists. I can see why everyone's excited with the way, like I said, he's a fluid athlete at seven yeah. foot three, seven foot four, whatever it is. There are some concerns about the basketball thing. He's in the right spot, right? He has Popovich. He mm-hmm. has a great organization around him. He has all of that. My my biggest concern still, even with all the, the lists that you, you just went through, it's staying healthy. Like the feet, the the feet, the, the knees, the, guys. Yeah. the feet, the knees, the hips, the whole, the whole thing, man, that guy is wiry, but you know yeah. what? It's going to be fun, but that's the You know what? The same thing. And it's not just the feet, but it's, it's, you know, it's Zion. Same thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you get these guys that are such freak athletes. I go back to Bo Jackson and, and there, the, there was the uh, documentary on, on his hip injury. And the reason that his hip injury was so bad, cause he dislocated his hip, but the muscles were so strong that it went back into place and nobody thought anything was wrong. So you just get these guys that can push the limit of height, speed, strength, weight, Whatever it is, and it just ends up being a little bit scary. Remember how fun it was to watch Derrick Rose play basketball? Yeah. Not sustainable. I love Derrick Rose. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Prime Derrick Rose. Scoot Scoot is a uh, Derrick Rose comp. He's already <laughs> hurt. He's already hurt. Yeah. So it, it's just one I mean, there the- is something to say, though, about that, because they did compare him to uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook uh, has stayed remarkably comp. healthy. That's the one thing. He did uh, for a little while, yeah. And then there was the whole, I think it was around 2014, he started getting the uh, underreported scopes of his knee. Yep. Everybody's like, ah, oh, that's nothing. And I was like, ooh, that's not good. Well, I remember, A knee scope means something's wrong. Yeah. I remember Vince Carter at the end of his career, somebody asked him, can you still jump like you used? Because he, remember, he just post up and yeah. shoot corner threes and whatever. But they're like, can you still? He's like, yeah, I can still jump like that. He goes, just landing is hard. Yeah. Every rep that you take. And that's that's the good and bad about taking these guys at 19 years old, right? Is is they don't have as many as many reps uh, jumping up and down. They've got the youth on their side. But that means they need to pop quick if they're not going to have that longevity. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of these guys. But for most of, uh, of the interest in the Summer League, it's very limited for me. It'll be fun to see what happens with these guys when they get into the season. But again, when you're playing against guys that won't be rotation players in the NBA, it's hard to get a gauge because the defenses look just look lost. All of these players on defense just look like they're out there going, I'm not quite sure where to be. Because what have they had? A couple weeks of practice? Yeah. If that. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with all these guys. We need to get something very important. It is called Good versus Evil. We do that next. This is The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the what has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Let the 
Center and the Saints shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. You know, I think you got the wrong impression about me. I think in all fairness, I should explain to you exactly what it is that I do. For instance, tomorrow morning I'll get up nice and early, take a walk down over to the bank and walk in and see you and... Uh, if you don't have my money for me, I'll crack your f- wide open in front of everybody in the bank. And just about the time that I'm coming out of jail, hopefully, you'll be coming out of your coma. And guess what? I'll split your f- again. Because I'm f- stupid. I don't give a f- about jail. That's my business. All right, good fellas clip so you know it's baseball. Yes, I do. As soon as I heard Joe Pesci's voice, I'm like, Baseball! Let's talk Shohei Itani's future with the Angels. The team opened up two-game series with the Dodgers Friday night, losing their fourth straight game. That's now 12 of 16 games lost. Mike Trout to a wrist injury, also lost. John Paul Morosi of the MLB Network writes uh, that few in baseball see the Angels trading Otani before the deadline. If you were running the Angels, would you try to trade Otani now to avoid pain later? Well, not paying. It's it's having the pain. Best I said pain. Pain. Yes. Uh, yeah. The the possibility of Shohei Otani walking away from the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles in Lower Southern California, uh, walking away for absolutely nothing would be tragic. I mean, he is the MVP. He's the best you know pitching prospect, hitting prospect. Uh, in however many years, and he's been fantastic. He's lived up to all the billing. He has all the hype. Yep. He's lived up to it, and then some. He's a huge draw. You kind of have to trade him. He's never even sniffed the playoff. Plus, it'd be good for baseball. Who doesn't want to see this guy in the postseason? So if you're the Angels, I think it's the best business move you can make. They, For whatever reason, they cannot figure it out. They're going to get all of the prospects that they could imagine, and then maybe put a team around Mike Trout, the other best player in baseball, you morons. The Angels are much worse of an organization than the Portland Trailblazers, as much as you like to complain about it. But the fact that they cannot put a team around Mike Trout for all these years, then they go out and get a better player and can't put a team around him, trade him, get something back, you fools. And players will run through a wall for Andy because he'll run through a wall for you. And... uh He'll, he'll give you invaluable information. He'll tell you when when you're doing it right and when you're doing it wrong. And uh, brutally honest and you know, uh, just fun-loving, man. There was a dude who my kids will hear about <clears throat> constantly when I mentioned the good old days of the NFL, Michael Vick. Let's move to the QB's comments regarding Coach Andy Reid. He is prejudiced, of course, because he did play for the Walrus and he's public about how much he loves him. But he went on Tyreek Hill's podcast this week saying that the Chiefs head coach is the GOAT! Greatest of all time. Did you know that? I did not know that. The GOAT, huh? Uh, he is saying that uh, in regards to championships not equating to greatness in this category. Would you agree with him on some level in this statement? Andy Reid, greatest coach of all time. No, I would not. Uh, it does matter. Championships do matter, especially in football uh, and especially at the head coach position. There is no sport where I think the head cheese is the most important uh, uh, facilitator of success. And, and, and for me, the NFL head coach is the most valuable. Basketball, I don't think it matters a ton. It's all about players. In, in baseball, it's really about, it's about streaks. It's about having the, the guys hit at the right time. In hockey, it's about goaltending. So for me, the head coach in football is the most important thing. And there's so many in-game moves that had to be made have to be made uh game planning for the biggest game of the year uh i I give it to bill belichick uh and not just on championships but consistency over the years uh so i don't think andy Reid is the goat i don't think he's close a trade are you are you sure not a trade trade i'm trading crypto ftx is the safest and easiest way to buy and sell crypto it's the best way to get in the game trading crypto oh there's dude who my sources tell me excuse me these almonds are getting in my throat Sorry, what now? These dude, there is there is dude who I've heard from my sources is a uh, lousy lay. Tom Brady. Uh, New York Times reported Friday that Brady lost close to thirty million dollars of worthless FTX stock, in which he was compensated for pitching the company on television and the internet. Both Brady and his smoking hot ex-wife, who divorced in October, are being sued 
by FTX investors who want repayment from celebrity endorsers. How great is this? Uh, I didn't know we could do that. We could sue the endorser? Yes. In fact, this is kind of a new frontier in terms of... Um, in terms of liability cases, that you can sue an endorser. Has anybody won one of these cases against the endorser? Well, now, Steph Curry's also getting this. Yeah, I can imagine. There was a yeah. lot of celebrity endorsers, especially around crypto. Wasn't Matt? He's getting it for the dumb, um, what was that, uh, uh, NFT thing. Yeah, well, it's all around crypto and Bitcoin and all of that, because uh, Matt Damon was a spokesperson for one of these. It's still called the Crypto uh, Stadium down in Los Angeles, isn't it? That is, but that's a different company. Yes, I know so that crypto. it is. Crypto.com. Yes, crypto, yes, I understand that. But crypto is failing all over the place, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, was it Russell Okun who decided to take his salary in Bitcoin oh, I as well? I love that, too. That so, was so great. I yeah. loved how everybody jumped on it, and it was based on nothing. Yeah, all of these failures. Uh, I think this is a slippery slope, though. We can, uh, we can pick on celebrities for being stupid. Uh, this is the model that Shaq has really pioneered, where it's like, dude, I don't want money. I want, I want stock in your company and if it's successful I'm going to make a lot more money than I would it goes back to Jack Nicholson taking uh, uh, what box office receipts for Batman and making more money than anybody ever so I am all in on celebrities going yeah I'll put my name out there but I want some equity in it but if they start that was Jordan too if it's a lot of it's a lot of people over a long period of time but uh, but I think it does make uh, a ton of sense for for the celebrity standpoint, but if you start suing them, uh, if the company doesn't doesn't get you a return on your investment, I I think this is uh, hogwash. All right, time for my favorite story of the week, and this one comes from the world of tech. Beep boop boop boop. <laughs> Headline: California man creates AI chatbot to waste the time of telemarketers. Oh, I like that. Roger Anderson operates a subscription service called Jolly Roger. Several thousand customers pay him $25 a year to use his product of, quote, mass distraction. The goal is to keep a telemarketer or scammer on the line just to frustrate them and waste their time for trying to waste years. But it's artificial intelligence doing all the heavy lifting. Okay. So basically the software will go on your phone. It will tell. Give me the numbers one more time. What does it cost? $25 a year. That's it. That's it? Okay, that's not bad. I kind of thought about getting it. Yeah. Because it is. uh, Basically, it's an app you put on your phone. Sure. It scans incoming calls you get to determine, hey, is this a telemarketer or whatever? And then it will answer it, and then it will just keep the conversation going. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Can I use it on relatives? Yeah. Would it work? You can use chat GPT on relatives right now. You what? want well, I understand that, yeah. but is it does and it sound enough? Does it sound enough like my voice? I suppose. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Well, to use chat I would GPT- hope that it would sound similar to your voice, but really crappy, like a crappy impersonation yeah, yeah. of your voice. And the other thing is, can I listen back to the recordings? Because that's what I really want yeah, to hear. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to do the fly on the wall thing, where you can just hear what it says. But we did the. Somebody sent it in a few weeks ago, uh, maybe longer, uh, the Isaac and Souk conversation created by artificial intelligence. Have you had a chance to listen to that? No. Oh, so it is uh, It is Isaac uh, claiming that Kansas will win the national championship in football, and Souk claiming that BYU will win the championship. But it's all the, the scripts were created by ChatGPT, and then they used an artificial intelligence voice recreator to uh to to sound like them and it sounds very much like their voices it does not sound like their tone and inflection and it sounds a little robotic yeah. but it sounds enough like them that if you were to set one of those on i don't know say uh aunt or a or a grandparent or whatever i'll bet you can keep them on but i'd want to listen to it i'd like to hear what it sounded like can i say i was having a conversation with somebody about this uh yesterday about ai is this the apex of human laziness? Ooh, no. Like, have we reached it yet? No. Are we close to... Uh, Wally? Wally. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I was going to say. Are we close to it? I knew where you were Because going. when this was all created, that was literally the first thought I had, which was just, don't we have it easy enough already? Can't you just, just do work? Mm-hmm. Like, I was willing to, like, accept, I guess, because I was native to it, you know, Wikipedia. 
And older generations said, ah, we used to have to look all this up in books. And then you'd yeah. have to cite the book and you have to write it down or you have to do a typewriter. And I was like, well, you're still doing the work and you're yeah, still doing the, the reading. typewriter, the, the cheat code and the printing press right. and the but automobile. But doesn't this kind of even skip anything? You literally don't have to do anything. Yeah, but what? Like what, you can just write a paper by giving a prompt. But what, in fact, you don't even have to type the prompt. You could just speak it into your phone and just go, give me this. Oh, that that's the one that drives me crazy is that people refuse to be on the phone, but they all do the speak and spell text messaging. Yeah. That drives me absolutely bananas. Yeah, and it's always terrible. And then you oh, look yeah, like yeah. a you look you look like a crazy person doing it in public. Yeah, well, that and then the, all the typos <laughs> that come in. Where like my mom sent me one the other day, where it instead of putting a period, it just spelled out the word period. Period. And, and then she didn't like. It was like a four word text. You didn't proofread it. Or just it, text it. What's that? Just text it. Just bend your head down. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And type with your thumbs. 15 like, degrees. We, like, we've replaced words with emojis, too. Like, we're doing a lot of things that make us very lazy. But at the same time, how many shortcuts do you use to create time for you to just sit there and do nothing? Mm. And what how do you many, mean? And, <clears throat> well, so, chat GPT. Let's say you had a paper to write right now <laughs> yeah. or whatever, some some project that ChatGPT could take care of for you. Okay. You had to go and write something, do whatever, and use ChatGPT to save you time. What are right. you doing with that time? Uh, the time I save? Yeah. Probably going on the internet. <laughs> I mean, really. That's probably the answer for everybody. No, I, not for me. If I have if I have free time in my day, I'm going to go That's out. why and, you don't use ChatGPT? I use ChatGPT. For what? For whatever I need it for. Uh, okay. I've used, I've used it. Uh, I've used it for writing uh, copy, like just like you use I, Chat GPT yeah. for writing copy. Yeah, I'll do a first draft. I'll go give me a thirty. You're literally seconds. giving your job away. Well, yeah, sure, one hundred percent. Why wouldn't I? Because you're going to be unemployed. Well, you know that's what another I, thing that people don't think about. Like, <clears throat> this is what I love about tech. It's all about coulda, not shoulda. Ooh, yeah, it is. Fine. Tech is literally, uh, hey. Let's, we can do this. We can do this. Let's just do it. Should we, though? Well, ah, yeah. screw it. We're going to make a S-ton of money. Let's do this. Yeah, okay. And then you ruin things. <laughs> but what is... Okay, tell me what, tell me what is ruined mm-hmm. by the advent of any of these advancing technologies. The internet, uh, for example, right. having the ability to connect with people across the world. Uh, the, the big fear, it's going to homo- homogenize uh, the thing and the cultures are going to go away. But really what happens is it's created its own subcultures, right? So people go out and they look at it and they're like, well, if everybody could communicate all the time, we're just going to become one blob and one mass of it or whatever. But then you have these subcultures that are created within it. You have TikTok and Twitter that have two very different personalities and the way that people communicate. You're, you're underestimating human ingenuity, which means using ChatGPT not as a replacement but as a tool. If it takes me, if if well, but when I, I agree when with I write, you, but when, they will use it as a tool to replace other humans. Sure, of well, of course they will. But we're we constantly doing that with other things. It used to be it used to be a guy with a plow in a field, and somebody's like, "Dude, what if I hook that plow to an ox?" Yeah. Oh no, it's gonna replace. Yeah, now you have more free time to do something else. So if if it takes me extra time to start that first draft. The first draft always takes me the longest, and it's always the worst. And I never use my first draft, and oftentimes my third draft will end up nowhere near my first draft. Chad GPT, spit me out a first draft, and then I'll start from there. At least it seeds the idea. So it saves me, say, let's say it saves me 30 minutes. And I get to go home 30 minutes earlier, I get to play Frisbee with one of my kids. Cool. Now I've, I've created a little bit more free time for myself. Huzzah. Or I've freed up more time to do more work and do different things that aren't as, as mind-boggling. as All right, where do I start? That's what I use it for. So if we're freeing up people's time and we're freeing up people's you know, uh, uh, minds to do something else, you're going to have more ingenuity. There's always going to be people that go against the grain. I refuse to use emojis. Why? I don't know. But I refuse to use emojis in anything. I do not send emojis. I will write the word smile face and send it to somebody before I will actually put That's a smile really face on the end of the thing. Why gotta, do I do it? You got to quit doing that. I don't that. know. I guess I just like being contrarian. People will always do that and people will do it in a more impactful way than my stupid resistance to emojis. That's how I feel. Because mm. it's always worked that way. All right. I cannot hear you. What do you mean? Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear everything you're saying right now. Can I hear a word you're saying? You can't hear a thing. Did you accidentally, Did I accidentally check down my... there 
I did. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. That's now. what it was. Well, that's, there you go. Your leg accidentally rolled on it. Too bad uh, Chat GPT couldn't have told you that. <laughs> you know what? If I could replace you with Chat GPT right now, you can't replace me with Chat that's, GPT. Do you know why? Do you want to try it for the next segment? No, I don't. Not even a little Are bit. Are you sure? We can try it. Do you Let's want to try it? Let's do it. Okay. Chat GPT replaces Will Darkens to start hour two of The Sinner and the Saint right here. Whoa, before we do. That was Good versus Evil, brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant, who cannot be replaced by artificial intelligence because they are making authentic Hawaiian food that is delicious. And listen, if somebody could figure out how to make grandma's recipe like that and they're a computer, computers don't have grandmas. Good luck. 808 Hawaiian Restaurant, online, yes, online, on the computer, ate-oh-ate.com, eat their food. It's delicious. Hour two starts with chat GPT, Will Darkens, uh, and me in a sports conversation. Will you let chat P- GPT pick the topic? There you go. We do that next. Center and Saint, 1080 the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 